I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my workbook series, The Knowledge, will help you make changes like you've never made before. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're gonna to be talking about, can you predict a breakup? Well, there is a very famous, I guess, psychologist. Is yes, he a psychologist? So. Yeah. John Gottman that says that he can. And, and he's, yeah. he's got some fantastic books. I've read a few of them. Mm -hmm. um, and Margaret's got some research on him that's gonna be talking about this today. Cause I think right. there's, Probably some really good information here. Well, he's one of the premier couples therapy experts in the country. Mm -hmm. And he maintains that he can predict a breakup or a divorce after interviewing a couple for 15 minutes. Now that sounds incredible, but we're gonna go over the particulars. It's hard to organize this. Um, and the way I decided to do it, he, he has six categories that he looks at. Okay. One of those categories is um, called the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. And it's a particular set of activities that a couple does. And that's good for a, um, its own presentation. So yeah. I'm going to do the six general ones. And then we'll go back to the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Okay. And if you wonder what that is, it's um, a Bible reference to the Book of Revelations. And when these four horsemen show up in the world, everything's gonna collapse. Mm -hmm. So I think it was a brilliant term for, you know, a marriage, a metaphor. All right, so he sees couples for 15 minutes and he looks at the following areas. He's like a Geico commercial. He's like a Geico commercial, that's right. <laughs> Come see Gottman and I'll predict your breakup within that's 15 right. minutes. That's Get right. Getting a divorce, I'll let you know. The first sign is a harsh startup to the interview. 96% of the time you can predict the outcome of a conversation based on the first three minutes of the 15 minute interaction. Wow. So he's saying, and one of the examples they use is he's talking with a couple who are fighting over household chores. And he says, if in the first three minutes of the interview, they're yelling at each other over the household chores, it's a really bad sign. Okay. Mm -hmm. The second sign is that one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse is also evident in that first 15 minutes. Mm. And the four horsemen are criticism, contempt, contempt. defensiveness, and stonewalling. And I'm mm. going to go back over those on the next presentation. Okay. Okay. So now, so far, we have a harsh startup and one of the four horsemen. The third stage, third thing he looks for, is called flooding. 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 Usually people stonewall as a protection against feelings, psychologically and physically overwhelming. Okay. So if you feel psychologically and physically overwhelmed when you're having a disagreement with your partner, it's called flooding. And once you get flooded with emotions, it's hard to do much else. Mm -hmm. Okay. It occurs when your partner's negativity, 
is so intense and sudden that it leaves you shell-shocked. Mm -hmm. You feel so defenseless against this sniper attack that you learn to do anything to avoid a replay. In other words, if I've gotten flooded fighting with Craig this morning, I'm probably going to give him a wide berth for the mm -hmm. remainder of the day because I can't handle that again. Mm -hmm. The more often you feel flooded by your spouse's criticism or contempt or your, or your um, relationship, the more hypervigilant you are for cues that your spouse is about to blow again. So if you have that sensation of being flooded, mm -hmm. then you're hyper alert. Does he look like he's working up to it again? Or does she look like she's working up to it again? Yeah, it's almost like it's the water rising yes, to like... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like the geyser ready to blow, to right? To blow up, yep. All right. So now he's looked at those three things. Now mm -hmm. here's the fourth sign body language. Mm -hmm. Even if I could not hear a conversation between a stole, stonewaller and his wife, I would be able to predict their divorce simply by looking at their physiological responses. Mm -hmm. The current episodes of flooding lead to divorce for two reasons. First, they signal that at least one partner feels severe emotional distress when dealing with the other partner. Okay, so flooding's a bad sign. Mm -hmm. Second, the physical sensations of feeling flooded, the increased heart rate, sweating, and so on, make it virtually impossible to have a productive problem-solving session. Okay? All right. Um, when your body goes into overdrive during an argument, it is responding to a very primitive alarm system that we inherited from our prehistoric ancestors. And Lord knows we've talked a lot about them. Yeah. That would be my immediate family, mm -hmm. <laughs> prehistoric ancestors. All those distressful reactions like pounding heart and sweating occur because on a fundamental level, your body perceives your current situation as dangerous. So if you get flooded when you're fighting, fighting with your partner, and that really seems like danger to you, that's a disaster, yep. okay? Um, because it's so important to feel safe with somebody. Yep. Um, it becomes like facing my favorite saber-toothed tiger back in the day. Yeah. Remember coming out of the cave and meeting that saber-toothed tiger who thinks you'd make a lovely lunch, mm -hmm. okay? Um, the fifth sign, failed repair attempts. Repair attempts are efforts that couples make, for example, let's take a break, or wait, I need to calm down, I need to de-escalate the tension during a touchy discussion, to put on the brakes so that they can prevent flooding. So if a couple is unable to do that, and it makes no difference which partner says it, um, that's an attempt to repair it. Let's slow this down, let's take a break, okay? Mm -hmm. Repair attempts save marriages, not just because they decrease emotional tension between the spouses, but because by lowering the stress level, they also prevent your heart from racing and making you feel flooded. When the four horsemen of the apocalypse rule a couple's communication, repair attempts don't even get noticed. Especially when you're feeling flooded, you're not able to hear a verbal white flag. Yep. Okay. All right. The sixth sign, and I found this one most interesting. When most couples are asked about the history of their marriage, 
they remember how positively they felt early on. Yeah. How excited they were. Sure. When they met and how much admiration they had for each other. When they talk about the tough times they had, they glorify the struggles they've been through, drawing strength from the adversity they weathered together. Okay. But when a marriage is not going well, this story gets rewritten for the worse. Now she recalls that he was 30 minutes late getting to the wedding ceremony. Or he focuses on all the time she spent talking to his best man at the rehearsal dinner or flirting with his friend, as it seems to him now. Another sad sign is when either or both partners find the past difficult to remember. Mm -hmm. It has become so important or so painful. It has become so unimportant or so painful that they have let it fade away. Okay? Um, but it isn't over till it's over, as we use, learned from the fa famous philosopher Yogi Berra. Um, and Gottman points out that there's still the remaining possibility to renew the friendship. So even if it looks bad after that first 15 minutes, there's some hope. Now, it's interesting, the last one here about, I so too. about the bad memories, because I have had a theory about this have that you? I've seen. Yeah. Okay. And this is what I've kind of said in coachings before. Um, it's like, if you were with somebody, this is one of the things that I've seen with like, um, what people say to each other. Like, let's just say you were with somebody for 100 days. Mm -hmm. And... 80 of those days, they were happy. 20 of those days, they were upset about something or not too happy. Mm -hmm. If on day 101, they are unhappy, they're going to be like, I've been unhappy all these days. There were so many days it's been going on. You're thinking, but so many of our days looked great. But they're looking at the 20 days that were unhappy. And they're like, it's almost like, imagine a string of Christmas lights. Right. And on the unhappy days, they're unlit. Mm -hmm. And so you look and you're like, look at all these lights that are out. And you're looking at it like, see, all those days I was unhappy. But if you're happy, then you're focused on the 80 that are lit up. And like, right. oh, but look of at all course. these great days we that's had. Right on, on. That's on day yeah. 101. Right on. Yeah. And that accounts for why some spouses are so blown away or some partners are so blown away when they find out the other person was unhappy even yeah. for the 20 days yeah because yeah. we don't tell each other often enough but even if you looked at it and thought well yeah we probably had you know yeah. 10 20 days that were yeah. not so great but most of it's been great it's that day 101 where you're at right now right. that right. is so powerful yes it's, it's like is it going to be plugged in or not plugged in you know what i mean where it's like and i don't know <laughs> And so that would be difficult, too. You don't know on any day whether it's going to be a good one or a bad one. And that's why, like, when somebody's ended the relationship with you mm -hmm. and they are not wanting to work it out, all they're seeing is those bad days. And they're like, look, on, you know, day 12, on Christmas light 12 over there, you see, that wasn't a good day. It wasn't a good day. It's and very the, interesting. And the other partner can say, but we went shopping together and we had fun. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I tend to have heard this from women to guys more than the other way around, though. That the I, I meaning women have said to guys more, "I'm not happy mm -hmm. 
I'm not happy in this relationship than the guys saying Say it. it. Yes. Because I think yes. women are so much more in tune to their feelings. Yeah, we're more verbal Yeah. Um, overall. So I think men end up being surprised, sometimes yeah. even when they have been told. Yeah. Yeah. And I always feel bad for them. Yeah, because yeah. they're kind of shocked. Yeah, they're kind of shocked. Did you ever ask how things were going? No. You know, nobody asks. That takes <laughs> me asks. back to that, that commercial I complained about with the couple, and both of them are very upset, and neither of them says a word. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, so what do you think? You like this one? Do oh, I like article? this one? Yeah. I thought it was very helpful. Um, but it's going to be more helpful when we get to the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. All right, so that look for that in another video. Yes. All right, good stuff. Okay. Give Margaret a thumbs up on the video for the research on this one. And, of course, when you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. Margaret is available for Skype coaching. If you feel that I can be helpful to you, please sign up. Just click on Margaret on the top of the website to do that. That's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon.